Hey there anime fans, this is Amazing Beam coming to you with another anime review, this time for Yashahime episode 2, so stay tuned. So, welcome to my next review of Yashahime. Um, if you didn't know, Yashahime is the sequel to Inuyasha, and it has just currently started airing in Japan, and you can catch this show on Crunchyroll and Hulu, streaming online or on your favorite mobile device. So, just to get started with Yashahime, I just wanted to just talk about, just say I, I am in general uh, really enjoying this series still. It's still on episode two, but in the last episode, I'll just do a small recap. They mainly focused on the original cast and, you know, how they were kind of going more into a more civilian, a more relaxed lifestyle compared to all the action from the first show. And this time, um, in this episode, we actually started focusing more on the new characters. There are three new characters. So there are three characters in Yashahime. Uh, the first main character is Toa, who is a female. However, uh, one of the reasons why I actually enjoy this episode is because we actually got to see a lot more of Toa's personality. Uh, the next character is Setsuna, who is, I would say, is probably a mix between Sashomaru and Sango from the original show. She adds a little bit of an attitude, and I'll get to that later. Um, the third main character is Mahoha, who is... I would say she's probably the most Inuyasha-ish, I guess. She was, she's the one that's most similar to his personality. And apparently, I think she is actually the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome. However, she is not the main character. So that was something I had to clear it with myself. Toa and Setsuna, I believe, are sisters. And this episode actually explored the idea that they were separated when they were very young. They actually, you know, their, their little scene at the very beginning reminded me of, uh, you know, if you know the video game series Dead or Alive, like Katsumi and Ayane, they had a very similar dynamic where they were, when they were very young, they were playful, they loved each other, and then, you know, forces that were out of their control pulled them apart and sort of made them, you know, enemies, frenemies, if you want to uh, call it that, but it basically just separated them and put them on opposing sides. And I do enjoy uh, character relationships like that. I'm going to be very interested to see how Toa and Setsuna um, since this episode kind of reunited them at the very end, I want to see how they really, really react because uh, one of the things about Toa that we really understand is that she was taken away from the past and the feudal age in Japan to the modern age in Japan and where she actually met um, Kagome's younger brother who is an adult now. And that younger brother who is an adult now raised her along with his, his biological daughter. So Toa, uh, she has had a family during the time that she has been in the real world and at this point she's about 14 years old the funny thing is they they had a little a few shots of her room you know she, she's not unhappy in her house it's more of the forces outside of her household that that are kind of driving her character but um she's actually a fighter she's very um she likes to fight and get into school fights but at the same time she does it because she fights for what is right so, you know, she might see someone getting bullied and she will beat the bully up. She won't actually become a bully, rather, if that makes sense. So um, I really enjoy her character. We saw, like, you know, even though she has a little bit of a cold sense about her, similar to Seshomaru, she actually is, she actually has a very, I think, deep heart, deep, deep um, love for the people around her. And I think that makes her a very strong character. I really would like to see that explored and let her, let her kind of mixed together with the other cast members because it's going to be those three cast members uh toha setsuna and mahoha and i think they're going to go on a little bit of a demon slaying spree um with their object of desire this season which is um i believe it was called the rainbow rainbow jewel instead of the shikon jewel so really it's it's it looks just like the shikon jewel the jewel of four souls from inuyasha however this time they have three different types 
And each of those three gems, I believe, are inside the eye of Toa, Setsuna, and Mahoha. So I guess that gives them a reason. That, that's obviously, besides their lineage, that gives them a reason to be some of the main characters of the show. So um, what's really interesting is that um, I do see that they, they've copied some elements. Like I said, the three jewels that they have in this show versus the Shikon jewel in the last show. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, um, I think the thing that's really driving me with the show is the characters and I'm very, very curious to see how they interact, you know, um, I think that just going to a little bit different point, talking point, I think that the animation, I think in this episode was still very top notch. I think it was actually slightly better in a lot of places than, um, the first episode i think the only complaint i had where i saw the animation kind of go down was when they had the battle with the um centipede lady near the end near the middle or the end of this episode where i noticed that when she would transform sometimes her face would just look like it was missing details but at the same time you know um just going back to the story as she was able to get more power she actually um her face became very you know monstrous and evil so i mean i think i can kind of excuse that um, downgrade that small uh, quick blip of a downgrade in animation because you know she obviously was going to change forms so it wasn't really um something her original face wasn't something that we should focus on like, a lot i think so yeah um like i said i think that was the only place the animation has gone down i really still enjoy the animation and i hope they really keep a high quality because i know the original series had a good high quality throughout its run too so i'm glad they're still keeping that going and i haven't seen that diminish but um, I think with a lot of anime shows, we have to wait till around episode five to see to see if, you know, there's a downward trend that's going to be coming. But right now, I'm still very happy with the results. So going back to what I was talking about with the story earlier, we actually um, saw that they actually did not focus on the original cast at all this time. And I was actually very excited about that. Um, I think they ma mainly did that for the first episode, obviously, to reintroduce people to these characters and basically just see if um just be, be give the audience a reminder of who these characters are some of their connections and just to see how um how that will how that moves forward like i said the second episode focuses on all of the new characters and it was actually a lot more i feel like this episode was more refreshing because we, we set up a whole new paradigm a whole new you know setting with these characters even though they're familiar settings from the first show we have a um just new characters to kind of explore and have you know a lot of side characters that are fun to play off of um just getting into some of the side characters that we mentioned that i mentioned before is um starting with toa's father's biological daughter um the series kind of explained her as being sort of you know obviously very young but obviously very naive and just very good-hearted um i think that's really a nice little touch i think that's a good play on you know toa who's very cold and toa obviously uh she showed a lot of um affection toward her younger sibling it wasn't just you know like a like a little sibling rivalry that we usually see between um, different people. But it was actually like a genuine, they, they loved each other. And I think that was really heartwarming. Despite Toa's, you know, outward exterior, it was another reminder that she had a very, she has a very, very big heart to help other people. And um, I, do, I do think that she's probably the most interesting out of the uh, three new characters. So besides the characters, um, I do want to talk about the weapons in this show. Um, one of the big themes in the first Inuyasha show was like making swords out of different objects, such as Inuyasha's sword, who was made, which was made out of the teeth of his demon father. And obviously that was like an extremely powerful weapon and helped him get through so many battles in the original show. In this one, I don't, I didn't get the details, 
but we were introduced to Mahoha and Toa both have swords. And these swords are interesting because they actually said, I think Toa's sword is a, a sword that was used by an ancient warrior in Japan. And Mahoha's sword is, I think, very magical in the sense that it can slay demons somehow. Um, they really only said a line about each of their swords and we got to see a small preview of the swords in action. So we didn't actually get to see like the backstory of these swords and I really think that these weapons that they have in this show are going to get a new focus and they're going to um, they have a whole backstory by themselves. So I'm really excited to see what that is. You know, the whole Tetsaiga uh, saga where Inuyasha was trying to get his sword, you know, and he was fighting Shishomaru for it. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember that episode very early in Inuyasha when Shishomaru tore Inuyasha's eye out and they went inside of his eye and had to fight um, each other and then find Tetsaiga. That was just a very interesting episode. Um, it, w it gave a very adventurous sense to Inuyasha. And this is also setting up a similar dynamic where, you know, the whole story seems like it's going to be a nice adventure, action, demon slaying. And I'm really here for it. So this second episode, it was still doing a lot of character development, but I was still really, really enjoying it. Um, I'm just really curious to see where the show goes. And hopefully they, um, I hope one of the things that they really focus on is the character development moving forward. Um, that has been the strong point to the show for me. And if they continue along that path, you know, making sort of a, an opening up story between these three different characters and, you know, they eventually learn to work as a team. I think that would be a very beautiful story. I do believe that for Toa, um, she breaks a lot of norms, things like obviously fighting. She's a girl. She likes to fight. She likes to dress as a boy. So I was giving, getting a lot of uh, Ranma one half vibes. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and just said Toa might be a lesbian. I wouldn't. I'd be here for that. I think that would be a nice step forward. Uh, for the show and something they haven't introduced or talked about at all so i think that might be i know at rumiko takahashi i don't know if she actually worked on these characters I'm, I'm pretty sure she worked on designs but i'm not sure about the back characters the backstory of the characters so i really um i need to see some of the her process processes when creating some of this new show and her her affiliation with everything here so um yeah i think that's some of the things that i really would like to see um just my personal bias i guess i'd like to i wouldn't mind toa being a lesbian and you know her having a very deep obviously not loving romantic but a very um you know loving relationship with all of her adoptive siblings and her adoptive family and these new characters that obviously on the surface they're cold a little bit mischievous etc but i think that there's something there that can really keep these characters you know growing and turning them into a team and that's what i really like to see just a team traveling around exploring each other's backstories and doing some demon slaying and just fighting off you know some really evil evil demons i, I want to go and end on the note is that we don't have really many villains we did have one a, a monster in this episode but she was a carbon copy of the first monster in inuyasha so the thing is in inuyasha we actually didn't get introduced to the main villain until probably a few episodes into the show and we didn't even and even at that point it wasn't necessarily revealed that this was a villain you, you might have thought like oh this might be like you know some kind of anti-hero we don't know their face etc and eventually it came out to be Naraku. So um, they, they're taking a similar approach here. They haven't introduced a main villain yet. So there's definitely a lot of room where this story can ramp up. And like I said, that since the character development is kind of driving me to stay interested in the show, um, I'm interested to see what the new villain will be. So I'll go ahead and end the review here and just say I'll probably give this episode probably about a, I want to say probably a 9 out of 10. Um, I still want to, I still actually kind of rate this slightly higher than the first episode just because we finally started seeing some of the new characters. It wasn't just, you know, small little clips of them, but we actually started seeing, you know, 
these characters start to how they start to how they were separated and how they are meeting again and i'm excited to see you know their dynamic and how they will form moving forward and you know what what sort of evil is going to come after them and threaten the world so this has been amazing beam this has been the second review of yashahime i hope you guys are enjoying this show and watching it along with me and i will see you guys next week with episode three take it easy <laughs>